Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Christmas is just around the corner. I haven't bought a present yet. Looks like the boy's going to get the Greek cuddle again. That's just a family joke, but uh, you know, one day I'll explain what the Greek cuddle means, but Nick smiled when I said that. He's very happy with the Greek cuddle. Anthony, tell me what's the deal, man. Well, so, Mark, I'm um, CEO of a new fintech business called BrickX. Um, you may hey, have heard of it. How hey, do spell it? B-R-I-C-K-X, yep. or the Brick Exchange, yep. um, which <clears> is uh, an online website that allows uh, everyone in Australia to be able to invest in residential property through the buying and selling of shares, or we call them bricks, mm-hmm. um, from prices that start uh, under $100. So the way it works is we buy a property um, up front, and it's selected for our team of um, buying experts. We put that property into an individual trust, which is then split into 10,000 units called so bricks. So a unit trust, yep. Um, and we then sell those individual bricks down to investors who invest at the um, acquisition price of the, the property. Um, while the investors hold their bricks, they get their share of the monthly rental income every single month. So all these properties are rented out. And then they're able to also sell their bricks or put their bricks up for sale whenever they want. On your exchange? On our exchange. Yep. So, so what we're, what secondary we're, market sort of thing. So there's a secondary market on every single property. So every single property sits within, within an individual trust. And are you talking about houses? Resident, so we're we? talking about residential property, right. so units and houses in yep. Sydney and Melbourne at the moment. Um, we've got six properties um, in, in Sydney. We're in Bondi Beach, uh, Double Bay, Annandale, Enmore, Mossman, and, uh, and in uh, Victoria we're in Pran. And we're also launching another property in uh, Melbourne next week. And what comes first, Anthony? The money for, I mean, do you, do you sell the bricks first? So, do you, sorry, no, do you raise so the funds we're first not, and buy No, so we don't crowdfund. We think crowdfunding is, um, crowdfunding has its problems, but certainly within the Australian residential uh, property market, it's very, very difficult because the market moves so quickly. You can imagine if you went to go and try and buy a property of someone and said, well, I'd like to buy this property, but I've got to crowdfund it. They're probably only going to sell it to you with if you're either overpaying for the property or there's a lack of other people around to buy the property in the first yeah. place. So we buy the properties up front. So how do you fund that bid? So we're backed by a private equity group. Right. Um, and we have those funds, a warehouse facility essentially, to be able to um, fund fund the property the acquisition of the properties up front. That allows us no, to No no debt. 
some of them will have a little bit of debt. <clears throat> right. um, we never negatively gear. So the, the mortgages on some of the properties go up to 40%. Right. Some of them have uh, debt, some of them don't. So the idea is that we can create a diverse offering on the website so that you can go and execute your own investment strategy. So if you want to invest only in houses with debt in particular suburbs, you can go and do that. If you want to pick the eastern suburbs and you're happy with houses with debt or units with debt or without debt, you can do that. So you can go and execute your own your own um, your own investment strategy on the platform. And you're buying and, and I'm the unit holder. I'm sorry, I go and buy one of the ten thousand units or some of the ten thousand units. And um, I'm buying at the price that you put it, you bought it for, or the trust exactly. Bought it for you. So we make our money from <clears throat> transaction fees. So when you buy um, any bricks or you sell any bricks, there's a 1.75 percent transaction fee. Right. But other than that, there's no other um, performance fees or fund under, funds under management fees. No management fees of the of the. So uh, the individual properties all have professional property managers. Right. So they charge six percent of the rental income for the managing of the property. So just them, Ray White or whoever. Yeah, exactly. So similar. <coughs> outsourced. Absolutely right. outsourced. Um, usual agreement that would be um, in place. So the, these these investments are very much like owning the whole property other than you only own a fraction of the property, but you don't have the hassles of managing the property. It's easy to invest because you can just go onto the brickx.com website, sign up and invest within five minutes. Um so you don't have to have traipse around lots of open houses, um, missing out at auctions. Um, you can easily diversify. It's very, very accessible. And what we're doing now in terms of who we're appealing to, <clears throat> we're finding that uh, we're getting really good traction with millennials and those under 35. In fact, 50% of our customers are under the age of 35. 70% of them have never owned property before or had any kind of investment in property before. So they're seeing the, the platform now as a way to be able to access the market that they otherwise feel quite disillusioned or frustrated with and feel that they've been locked out of. Um, the website has a lot of information, all the financials about every single property, showing all the money coming in, all the expenses going out. So we're also really empowering investors to use our platform to learn about the property buying process and the property ownership. Um, and then the other 50% of our customers are what we would call more mature um, investors in terms of their a level of sophistication or familiarity with, um, with the property market, probably already own their property. And then also the self-managed super fund market. So the SMSFs um, are finding this particularly attractive, especially when they've now got an alternative to be able to allocate some of their funds to residential property, but not put their entire SMSF into the property. have to issue yeah, so this is a managed investment scheme. So right. we're ASIC regulated. Yep. Um, each um, <clears throat> each individual property is also a managed investment scheme. Uh, so we have a PDS, a product disclosure statement that you have to read and agree to before um, investing. And does the trustee of the unit trust ever sell the property? So every five years, there is a vote amongst all of the brick holders because the brick holders or the unit holders are essentially the owners of the, yep. the assets of, of the trust. Um, there is a vote every single five years as to whether they want to sell the property or not. Uh, if the majority vote to sell it, then we'll sell it. But the secondary market for each property um, has been and should always be the easiest way for you to be able to enter the market and also exit the market and sell down your position. Um, and thus making property more liquid is kind of one of the things that we're trying to achieve. So have you tracked... At any stage, um, the property, the property value increases, 
um, and the and overlaid that against the the unit price trading increases. I mean, do they yeah. sort of run parallel, or is there yeah. some volatility? So no, they run pretty. <clears throat> they run they run pretty parallel. Um, so we we're revaluing the properties every um, six months, soon to be moving down to every three months. We update the latest valuation, which transpires to a uh, an updated brick valuation, which is essentially the value of the trust divided by ten thousand. Um, the trading of the bricks tends to happen around that brick value because that transparent brick value, which is an independent value, gives a buyer comfort that he knows he's buying in at fair value. And when a seller's putting their bricks up for sale and the seller can decide at what price to sell their bricks, they're pricing them, generally where they're pricing them around market, they're selling them pretty quickly because that also represents fair value. Is it like just bid off a... Yeah, so I mean, we don't have a we don't have a bid at the moment. We've we've taken that out to not overcomplicate the product. So there's just an offer that you know, you, essentially, when you go on and buy your bricks, you're buying them off an offer book. Right. Um, and then when you want to sell your bricks, you put them back onto the offer book for someone, to, uh, offer book for someone to come along. So in terms of the the liquidity on the platform, the average time through October and November for people to sell their investments was 16 hours. Um, so that that compares pretty favourably to what you would com- when you consider the property market and time no, it tells you good. to sell a house. And there's no uh, there's no stamp duty, I presume. On, so there's there stamp duty? there's stamp duty <clears throat> for the entire trust. When and when we it buy buys the a real estate up front. No, I mean for the unit. But holds. no, after that, there's no stamp duty. So, so we actually limit um, the ownership of every single um, trust or property to 5, 5% or 500 bricks per person for two reasons. First of all, it keeps us below the thresholds where you would trigger stamp duty due to a change in ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the more owners or the more brick holders per property, the increased liquidity or the better liquidity that we'll have. So uh, we only launched three months ago. We launched in September. Oh, wow. So you have three months. How many properties you got? So we're launching our seventh <clears throat> property next week. Um, one of our first properties, um, the unit in Enmore, um, that's now got over 950 investors, individual investors in it. And we think that typically these trusts will have between 1,000 and 1,500 investors in them. Right, um, and how are you marketing it? How, how are you telling people about it? So a combination, a combination of things. Um, I think the first thing to say is that we're really engaged with our community. So we're getting a hell of a lot of referral business because we're basically opening up an asset class in terms of residential investment property that many people haven't been able to access before. So we're getting a lot of referral business. Um, We've been very successful with um, the press, with press and PR. So we've done bits on Seven News, Nine News, um, the Today program, and then most of the uh, daily and national newspapers. Um, We've run campaigns, digital media campaigns as well, um, across the, the normal sites that you would expect, the social sites. Um, and then also more targeted campaigns on, um, on 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 kind of obvious bits of real estate, such as realestate.com. Um, but we're finding that the the, the word of mouth um, referral campaign, the word of mouth is probably our best um, our best channel at the moment because people are now being able to access the market, seeing they can now get uh, some of the returns of property that they feel that they've been, have been um, excluded from. So are people generally saying this is a good experience? I mean, it hasn't been going three months, but I mean, are they generally, people sort of made money or? I yeah, mean, so, I mean, some <clears> people have made, um, some people have made a little bit of money. I think it's worth saying that the underlying, months, so bit, the underlying asset's not very volatile. 
Um, so you don't expect it to go up or down 5% any one day. And generally, the prices are pretty, um, the prices are pretty stable. Um, where people have made money is where people are testing the platform. They've gone in and bought five bricks. Well, I'll sell one to see how quickly I can sell it just to get comfort. And they kind of sell it at slightly cheaper price. And within, if you sell it under the market, it normally goes within minutes. So there are people that have bought some cheaper cheaper investments on the platform. Um, the first round of property valuations is coming out at the end of next week, um, and they haven't been done since June. Uh, so the market's continued to motor on since Speaks June. Activity. So um, we're expecting to see some 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 pretty good um, pretty good activity and an uplift in value next week. Hopefully, if, if I'm a BrickX investor and I need some liquidity, but I, I you know obviously the last valuation was done six months ago or something, can I go and get an independent valuation done? Yeah, you can do you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, I can set, up, I set a price for my bricks. Yeah, but I mean, to support that, can I then go and, and tell yeah. everybody? Yeah, exactly. And tell everyone. Well, can I? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think that would probably work slightly better on the other way around, in the sense that um, so we haven't we haven't built a, an area yet where people can communicate no on room. the platform. There's no chat room at the moment. There's no hot. You haven't, um, you haven't built a hot copper. <laughs> site within your own site. I know six but, months might, no, no, make, might, yeah, might not so, make a terrible difference, but I mean, you know, well, let's just say, you know, the New last York, six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the last six months has been some pretty good movements. Yeah. But, um, that's first of all the reason that we're moving it to every three months. Yeah. Um, it would work better on the other way around, whereby the, the brick trading tends to follow the last brick valuation pretty carefully, pretty, pretty closely. So, if a valuation hasn't been done for six months, you go and do an independent valuation and go, actually, this property is probably worth 100 grand more than it is on the platform. Your advantage is probably to go and buy at the last valuation no, and I get the other lift. But I see what you're saying. From a point of selling, yeah, yeah. the market... You don't have any extra money. The market, yeah, the market is set by the buyers and sellers. Yeah. So it's an independent so market. Trying to condition we, don't the market control, we don't control the market. Yeah. Uh, so you could you could do what what every other company would do, bigger company would do if they thought something was undervalued. Yep. Go and have a word of an AFR journalist and maybe get a, an article in the well, AFR. But, one of the things, I think, market, but maybe but, one of the things you might want to consider, Anthony, in due course, is on your on your site to have a um, a, a chat room, like call it Hot Bricks or something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, a bit like what Hot Copper does, but where you, there's a forum there for everybody to come in and under any name, not not the name of the owner or the buyer or the seller, and just. Uh, Talk talk up the the assets or talk down the assets for that matter, but just have activity around it, so it allows people to actually follow yeah. some themes. Yeah, comment so, section yeah, generally yeah. on each property. <clears throat> yeah. so, so absolutely, I mean, where where we are at the today is, you know, we're essentially building a marketplace, but we're seeding one side of that marketplace because we're out there with our experts and our buying team um, identifying the types of properties to bring to the platform. They're on, and we're taking all the risk up front. Ultimately, where we want to probably get to is this becomes more of an exchange, like the ASX or whatever it is for property, yep. at which point we can become, uh, we can remove that last layer that kind of doesn't make us independent because we're seeding the platform in the first place. And I think at that point, that kind of stuff becomes really interesting. Um, but just to mention our buying team, actually. So we've partnered up with um, a national buying agency who are buying anywhere between 20 and 50 properties a month anyway for their individual clients so they know what they're doing. But actually helping us come up with the overall strategy and execute the strategy, we've got the chief economist from realestate.com, 
Tim Lawless, who's head of research at CoreLogic and the head of residential at Colliers. So we've built up a bit of a kind of dream team of people that really understand the residential market um, to help us execute the strategy. I think that's more important now than it's ever been before. Over the last three, four years, if you'd invested in Sydney or Melbourne, you'd have had to be pretty unlucky to not have made some decent money <coughs> because the yeah. entire market's just moved. Going forwards, though, when affordability is really being called into question... Um, it's going to be about strategic acquisition. You've got to be really strategic mm. about not just which suburbs are you going into, but what types of properties are you buying in which suburbs and why is that... You know, why Why in good years will that do well and why in more challenging years are they going to be pretty defensive um, assets that, you know, should should not maybe fall back with the rest of the market or as much of the rest of the market. Uh, and a lot of that's got to do with ongoing tenant demand and um, just making sure that supply can't just explode in an area that you're in as well. So you can do the proper analysis. So, you know, these people buying briquettes, they can assume what they're relying on too is the analysis that... You or your experts are doing, which they could not, not otherwise do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you're you're inputting all the inputs into some sort of. We we look at <clears throat> everything from. We start off with looking at the the macro view and then the micro view, which then gets us down to city views, target view, city view, yeah, and then gets us down to individual yeah. suburbs, and then within Yields. the suburbs, what types of properties can we buy? Looking at the yields looking at all that to make sure that actually this becomes a, a pretty um, good long-term investment. And do you give people any assistance in building a portfolio between your various properties and trusts? So, you know, this one's Adelaide and it's returning 6.5% yield. It's giving a 6.5% yield, but it's not giving as much capital gain. This one's Sydney giving 3.4% yield, uh, rental yield, but giving a big capital gain. Blend the two, you're getting a better outcome, and plus maybe we're going to go and buy in Townsville because it's down 30%, so we think there might be some upside over the next 10 years. I mean, do you give people the ability to build a portfolio within your...? Yeah, so absolutely. So <clears throat> we, we at the moment, we, we're not... Um, it's very much up to the customers. The customer can choose course, yeah, how yeah. to allocate their funds. But do you say high-yield, mid-yield, low Yeah, but we show, we show all of that information. No, but so like a plan, front, like... High risk, medium risk, low risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so that people can say, okay, I'll have a bit of each. Yeah. Or I'll at, go 50, 40, 10. At the moment, we're <clears throat> at the moment we're sitting very much in the low risk camp right. from the types of properties that. Does we're sound like so when you really, first mentioned it? Yeah. Really blue chip um, properties. Um, as the platform expands, and, and as I mentioned before, we're really engaged with the community. We regularly survey them. We know where they want us to buy next and what they're thinking. We'll start to enact on what they're telling us along with our buying strategy to make sure that we expand the platform. Um, what we've tended to find is that um, there are loads of people out there that are really knowledgeable, but there are a lot of people out there that have got a lot of their property information from um, some maybe less credible sites. And I think it's our duty to to educate them as to why... name any? I probably won't now. But it's it's our duty to make sure that we're we're educating them as to why we're buying what we're buying, why we think these are good properties, um, it's really hard to predict what capital growth is going to do in the future. You know, we're, sure. we're at the peak of a Sydney market, we're at the peak of a Melbourne market. There's no, but there's no slowing down of demand. There's a scarcity of stock, especially in Sydney. Um, and, and so when you think about property being a kind of medium to long-term investment, it's always, when you've taken that approach, it's always tended to perform pretty well and outperform most of the other asset classes, especially the ASX. It all just depends when you're selling. Um so and it, and it does depend when you're selling as well. So that's what volatility is about. That's the, what the sharp ratio is about. It's all about volatility, 
and the volatility is uh, you get get in the neck if you sell at the wrong time. Bottom line. Yeah. Because every every asset class pretty much performs nearly the same. I mean, talking about shares and property. Um, but one seems to perform better than another. At the, at the, well, like they all go through cycles, right? Yeah. They all go through cycles. So it's making sure that you are taking a long. You're prepared to take a view that if you call it wrong in the cycle, you can wait till it comes out and get yeah, through yeah. to the other part You've of the cycle. You've got to be in a position to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. But actually, having the liquidity <clears throat> element to the platform means that actually, if you do want to get out, that functionality is there for you. So if you need the money because actually you've used the platform to save a housing deposit in line with the housing market or and you need to pull your money out now because you've actually built up enough of a deposit for um, to go and buy that house or you just want to pull some money out for a car or for a holiday or whatever it is, having that liquidity there is... It's really definitely important. not for punters. It's not It's not a day trader's market is what you're saying. No. It's part of a strategy. The underlying is not volatile <laughs> enough for it yeah, to yeah. be a day trader. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely more as part of your investment and, and saving strategy. Very good. Excellent. That's great. I'd love to... Do you know the ships um, legally are... Um, broken down into a multitude of parts. You can actually buy a part of a ship. And that's the law about ships. Ships are actually strated both vertically and, and laterally in, in little little chunks, every ship in the world. And you can actually um, buy, you know, one hundredth of what... I, don't, I can't remember the number of parts, but uh, that's interesting that you're, uh, you're, what you've done is you've gone and dissected an asset and made it available and uh, built some liquidity around it through a, a platform. Very good. It's excellent. I, I love it. I love the idea. It's a great idea. And um, it's also popular. Well, it's not popular, but it will be popular. It should be popular because it allows people access into what is otherwise considered an unaffordable yeah, asset absolutely. class. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, we're up to, um, since launch, we've had over 11,000 people register to use the website. We're up to uh, just under 2,000 active investors now on the site. Um, and that seems to get a really big kick every time we bring a new um, property to the platform but we're also getting a lot of reinvestment from the existing um, investors in each new property. As well, well, that's always a good endorsement, and uh, you seem—I think you know your—you uh, know what you're doing here. And um, I'd say you've probably done this sort of stuff before. I didn't get to ask you what you did, what you do in the past, but it sounds like you know you. This is my second startup. Yeah, you know your game, and um, I know you're going to be successful at that. And uh, well done, congratulations, thanks, guys. See you next time. This has been the Mark Boris podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Boris and find out more at markboris.com.au.